This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. Welcome to the All Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. I had a successful career, an Ivy League education, and led a very rational life. Several years ago, I had a spiritual awakening, developed psychic gifts, and decided to dedicate my life to pursue my purpose and empower others. I'm hungry to learn even more about the incredible potential of the human mind and spirit. On this podcast, I talk to entrepreneurs, executives, scientists, and leaders to hear their stories of transformation, the science behind them, and what it means for you to unlock your potential in your life and career. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Welcome to All Possibilities. I'm your host, Julie Chan. I'm here with Amy Jung, who is a design strategist, co-founder of Raw House, which is an organization for emerging creatives in art, design, and technology. Welcome, Amy, to the show. Thank you for having me. So Amy and I met... I feel like it was several months ago, and mm-hmm. um, I had actually done a full-on purpose reading for her. And uh, for those of you who don't know, this is sort of the much longer version of the mini intuitive readings that you have come to see on the show. And I look at you know what is her life purpose, how has it manifested over time, what blocks exist and what actions can she take. And all of this is done over five or six pages of single-spaced documents, which, which we have um, highlighted and, and, you know, in our phones right now. And, um, and we talk about this for over three hours. Yeah, it was a long one. <laughs> it was a long one. Um, and that was over dinner, actually, too. So let's well, always have good food when yeah. you're having long conversations. So what I'd love to start off with um, in an effort to really uh, get to know you um, for really our audience is to bring up the purpose reading. And I'll share a little bit in order to kind of frame our discussion um, so that we can dive into who you are, like what, what came out for you, the impact of this purpose reading. So I'll read the first line. It says, Amy's purpose is to be found and to be the finder of love, truth, and light. It is her destiny to be both the seeker and the one who is sought after, the seer and the seen. It is a purpose that can be abstract but it is straightforward in that she knows exactly what this means and how this has manifested in her life. And this goes on in many different directions and, and focuses. One part that I want to draw our attention to is that it says that this purpose, in a way, allows her to shine her light in the brightest possible ways and to have the courage in her heart 
to voice her concerns, her views, and her vision for what life can be like for both her and the people around her. So let's start there and see how this frames kind of who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I think when we first started, um, this was a gift. The reading was a gift from a good friend of mine. And uh, at this point, I was just starting my career. I had just shifted industries. And also at the same time, I had just figured out my purpose. So what I had discovered is that I knew that I wanted to be something greater than myself, right? Have an impact that's greater than myself. I suppose you can say that's a millennial thing nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess, you know, that's a very positive thing. Um, And one of the best uh, parts of it comes from the story where I started uh, from just being completely devastated. Um, I went to Parsons And I had a professor in this one class, Pascal, who was just an incredible professor. She, all the entire, all of her job was to, sorry, um, our, the purpose of what we were supposed to do in the class was a thesis class called love. And, uh, It's funny to say there's a class called love. I tell people that all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically the whole point of the class is do what you love. And I think for a lot of people, that's very intimidating. At least for myself, it was. And I was in a program called Integrated Design where um, basically the focus was to do things that you believed were multidisciplinary, interdisciplinary, similar context And what I really liked doing, I wasn't sure. I just knew I really liked connecting with people. And I didn't know how to frame that. So in this class, she says, okay, everyone for the thesis for this semester is basically going to create something they love. And for me, creation was something intangible. It was something that wasn't necessarily in a physical form. Um, And now I know that as like a program in the context of like infrastructure for business, et cetera. But at that time, I didn't really understand that. And a lot of the students, well, all the students um, had physical things, like they were natural dyeing um, garments. There were um, people who wanted to create and design clothing for um, much more accessible design, et cetera. So, I kind of felt lost and she went around the table and she said, okay, everyone talk about what they're going to do. And we're going to have a big gallery in two weeks. And I was like, wow, in two weeks. And everyone goes around, they're talking about um, tangible things. And I, I look at her and I say, well, I really like working with people. And she goes, well, so like a management level. I go, oh, yeah, I I suppose so. And she goes, okay, great. You're going to manage this entire gallery. You're going to – and there was no theme, but the theme was love. And it was going to be an open studio where people could come in. We were supposed to promote it and everything. And to me, I was shocked. I I was like, okay, I guess that's what I'm going to do. But for me, it's – a, I'm not technically curating anything, right? Um, and I'm just supposed to find the link between all these people. And the days went on and everyone was 
pulling things up and I had sent an email out and there was some miscommunication and in the class, everyone was really upset because I had asked them, hey, can you send me a little blurb? We want to do some marketing, etc." And they said, well, you know, Amy, you didn't create anything. You are asking us to create something on top of what we're creating for the sake of your success. And that really destroyed me. Um, that was a big vulnerable part. And I left the class and it just started crying and bawling. And the professor came up and said, Amy, why are you so upset? And I said, well, I'm just really frustrated. And she goes, well, you know, you're a very in intuitive person. And she said this and, and I said, well, yeah, but I'm still like frustrated at, at, at this whole situation. It's not, I didn't, I didn't say I want to have this role. I didn't want to be this person. I don't like to ask people for things that they don't want to give me. And eventually she said, okay, you're frustrated because frustration comes from your intuition. You have a very strong sense of intuition and it's not aligned with what action you took. So that's why you're frustrated because you know, um, and that's, it's, it goes back to actually the reading because this happened maybe two years before the reading. And in the reading, it says that I know what's right and I should always know what's right. But when I don't know, there becomes anxiety, fear, um, it's the ego, etc. So for me, that was a big breakthrough. And I said, okay, you're right. So let me, what feels right. And it was the fact that I, I wanted to just help others. I wanted to, to help others grow and it come and she goes, well, you know, yeah, you, you actually want something called like, you want to have a shared reality with everyone. It doesn't have to be the same reality. It just has to be some kind of shared reality, big vision. And you want people to see it because then everyone can work towards it. And that's actually where my consulting company name comes from, Shared Realities. Um, and so she, needless to say, she was a big impact in, in, my, in my career growth since then. That was just in school. Uh, since then, it's been the same. My, my thesis is how can I help other people grow? Because I'm also a very logical person. I think you've had mm -hmm. uh, lots of... Uh, guest speakers that are like, okay, well, we need data, we need analysis. And uh, for me, I thought, well, okay, I want to do something. I want to be logical about this, but I need to, I feel things intuitively. So how can I match that up? Um, so that's, I use data. That's a big thing for me. Um, I try to use as much information um, to convince people. I think it's it's not about saying something else. It's about refra reframing something mm -hmm. in a way that is just translating to someone else, right? You're, you guys maybe have the sh shared vision, but you guys have different perspectives and a different road and a different path to get there. So how can we both do that even though we have different glasses or we have different um, vehicles for that road. And so a lot of what I do is try to understand everyone's perspective and how we can find the vehicle that serves both of us. Um, because like I said, the impact is really important. I, I was searching for 
just myself. I was like, how can I create something that other people can can use or buy into or understand, right? And I realized I was thinking of this completely wrong. It was inside out. What I actually should do is if I want to maximize my impact, how what are the people what what are people doing and how can I help them grow because I'm one person, but if I can help multiple people, then they're helping others and they're growing and they're going towards um creating something greater. And that's kind of where I see myself in my career. Um, Raw House is a is is a component of that. Um, we help emerging creatives grow in the art design technology field by introducing them to diverse content, diverse topics, diverse speakers, career opportunities. Because the design and technology, this creative industry, is maturing right now. It's not like in finance where you say, oh, well, you know, I want to be an analyst. Um, there's really a lot of emerging positions that are, we're talking about, you know, data visualization didn't exist 10 years ago. So how are we keeping up with that? And how can we introduce people to explore and be okay with the fact that it doesn't exist yet? You're still forging the path for it. It's okay. And we're going to help you get there. Um, so that that has been a, a big part of what we've been doing with Raw House. And the feedback has been amazing. So thank you to everyone who has given us the opportunity to, to introduce these topics and, and give their expertise and their safety net of vulnerability, really, because they'll be like, well, we didn't know. We don't know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And hearing that from someone who is a Emmy nominated creative director saying that it really makes an impact for the people who are listening. And these, you know, these community members are people who have been software engineers for years now. They've worked at big companies and they're just like, well, I'm on to the next thing. I want to find a bigger way to impact my purpose. Mm. Um, so that's been a very interesting journey and realizing that that's actually a very big need. Wow. Um, you bring up a number of things. One is, and I'm, I'm kind of, I have your purpose reading in the back of my mind is about the seer and being seen mm. and finding and being found and it's and when you talk about data it's almost like in the process of diving in and looking at things seeing through that lens it allows for an understanding being found being seen what what is that process like for you yeah that's <laughs> this is actually um the tail end of what I think I'm going through recently. Um, because my life is about other people and how I can help other people, the, the question I have for myself is, well, how do I know what's intuitive and what is being told? Mm -hmm. So it's sorting out the difference between, well, someone doesn't agree with me. Is that because and I, that starts to marinate in myself. And I go, well, is that because I'm 
bias or judging something or is it because I actually believe in it? I'm not sure. Um, that's been a big part of me trying to figure that out. And the, the way I've done that recently is just talking to lots of people. So asking maybe the same question, what do you think you, your strength is? What do you, what is your goal right now? Um, what's stopping you from it? And then trying to match up all these different stories and then try to analyze that for myself. Okay, well, five people said this and two people said this. So maybe I am kind of trying to understand something that um, I haven't quite reached yet. <laughs> um, but like I said, I there's I equally don't know a lot and I'm still learning. Um, I think it's about surrounding yourself. This is... So going back to Raw House, um, I had never reached out to my network. Um, I knew I had a network, but, you know, I was really shy about asking for anything. Um, and someone had, you know, I've been reading a lot and I've been kind of discovering how I could grow. And people are like, well, don't be afraid to ask because they'll say no if they can't and they will if they help you, then they help you. Um, so I said, well, okay. So I went in through my networks and said, well, I'm building this thing. Do you want to be a part of it? And I was just shocked at the amount of people who did want to be a part of it. And that's when I realized, okay, so now we're building a network. Now we're building meaningful relationships. Like, okay, how come you wanted to be a part of this community and what, how can this community serve you? And it's more of a dialogue. Um, that's been really this, the heart of it. It's I realize everything is a dialogue. It's not a period at the end where it's done, it's one sentence. You have to think that the person on the other side is the most fascinating person. I think that's why I'm babbling on today because it's so weird to... Um, just have questions about me like they have so many questions I want to ask you um, about your growth and how you've built this community um, so yeah I, I think that's really it's really that I, I don't know a lot I'm still learning <laughs> and that's a great place it's a great state of being to be in that mm -hmm. place of learning kind of mm -hmm. the beginner's mind as people might refer to it yeah so let's take a break, and when we come back, Amy and I are going to dive into the inner work that she had to do in order to balance her business life and all of the transformations that have happened so far. We'll be right back. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Do you remember what we used to say about running? Oh, somebody bigger had to chase you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. I'm BJ Smith, and that's exactly how I felt about running most of my life. That was until one fall day in 2011. I was chasing my son in the backyard when... Something had to change. 
This was the beginning of my journey to becoming a runner. One that would take me from couch to marathon in less than two years. And now I'm setting my sights higher. This is 16 Weeks, a new podcast from Mouth Media Network, following me on my journey to get into shape while keeping up my obligations at work and still being there for my family. And I'm not doing it alone. My name is Keith Smart. I won a silver medal in Beijing. I'm a sport and exercise psychologist at ECU. Coach athletes all over the world. and I'll talk with experts about challenges all runners face, like figuring out how to make time to run, what to eat, and how to train. You got so dehydrated. Your heart rate went up and it felt like you were working so hard. Everything's trainable, whether it's run form, strength. That's all trainable. And so is our thinking. Subscribe now to 16 Weeks on iTunes, Google Play Music, or wherever you find great podcasts. Together, we can do this. back. I am here with Amy Jung, who is the co-founder of Raw House, a design strategist. And we were talking about her journey in kind of finding her purpose and um, being a part of all of these different projects, whether it is art and design or um, uh, really just her her motivation to empower other people. So Amy, I'd love to talk about the the inner work that you had to do, whether it was conscious or not. And and I know you, at least when we first met, you were kind of in one place and then now you're doing something completely different and there's all that in between. <laughs> so yeah. share with us what that journey was like and and the types of inner um, work you had to do. Yeah, um, I think on the surface level, there's two layers to this. The surface level, when people say, what do you do? Um, that was a very hard answer for me um, because I wanted to do so many things. I knew I was capable of doing many different aspects and what I come to realize was communication and specifically brands, working with brands. And so with the first thing you learn about brand is that a brand is not a logo. It's not just a name. It's actually very much the core of your values and how that's going to exude to everything you do in terms of decision making, um, visually, your business decisions strategically. And when I discovered that and I said, well, this is relatable to my own life, right? So my branding practice is actually very much how I approach my, my life decisions, um, which is so understand why, what your purpose is. And once I realized, well, my purpose is to help other people grow and understand how they could expand their their value then okay so then what are your your own values because every time there's a question like well are you going to move to san francisco which i did for six months um i thought well what are some of my values what am i what's keeping me here what's keeping me there and if to me my values are that it's kind of a philosophy I have, which is build awesome teams. So be with people, grow in your own 
network of teams, um, support your community. So not only are you helping grow yourself, but supporting others. So that means having that dialogue, right? Asking those questions and then answering them. And then it's being passionate about both teaching and learning. Um, a big part of why I'm, you, you know, I spoke a lot about, I'm still learning a lot. I'm still learning a lot. And then at the same time, I'm using raw houses. Well, this is me teaching in, in some form. Um, and so for me, it's really, I use that in my business values, uh, business methodologies of, okay, well, I know that in order to communicate something, you need to have a vehicle that both of you guys can speak on. Um, for example, like English is a language, right? If you have people all over the world, I just came back from Cuba, everyone's speaking Spanish. I was like, well, everyone speaks English though. So how can we translate something in a way that at least both of us see some vision together? So going back to the purpose reading, it brought up this need to connect with your peace. And for you, it seems like there's there's a lot of external, like, how can I help others? How can I help others? And part of it is also maintaining you. What are some of the ways that you maintain your peace, whether it's a practice, whether it's um, something that you do, and... What does it do for you? Yeah, so a lot of what uh, some of the core values that I talk about are core practices. So I need to travel and go to these foreign countries where I know absolutely nothing. Um, I do very little uh, planning, actually, when I travel. I just show up. Uh, I go on a run. So, you know, I think someone said your mind and your body are the biggest investments. So make sure that they are as healthy as possible. And when I was going through some turbulent times uh, in my career, which was actually right after the reading, um, I started getting really sick and actually went on a, a sick leave. And a big part of that that came out was like, okay, I know I really want to make a difference, but I can't make a difference when I am waking up sick every single morning. And so a big part of what I did was take the time, which was actually my San Francisco trip. I also did that on a whim. I said, well, I don't know when I'm coming back. Uh, I just, I left my apartment, everything was the same. And I said, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. And that's actually when I started to meditate. I actually let go of the practice a little bit nowadays back in New York, but it's also a reason why I want to go back to the West Coast. I realize there's a certain quality of life that I want for myself that I don't think anyone is forced to have. Um, but for myself, I needed to, I need to be with nature. I need to have the beach. The beach is very, the water is a big motif in my life. Um, anytime 
it's funny I say that because Manhattan is is an island. <laughs> um, but I grew up in in Torrance, which is this beach town. And being near the water, I would go on runs at night and I just sit there and just listen to the waves. And for me, that's really what's calming. And even in the meditation, some of the guided meditation said, well, think of a place and it's always the beach. <laughs> even though I should say I don't know how to swim and I am my one of my fears is drowning (laughs) um but I think there's something so calming about it and that's what I go back to every single time so when you see me traveling it's because I need to to recover rest up and I try to do this on a daily basis which is like take the 15 minutes or 30 minutes you really need whether that be exercising or eating really well or sleeping whatever it is just take it and it's it'll be worth it and that's what I tell myself treat yourself (laughs) once in a while yeah and that's something that I hope our listeners are hearing because it is so important to do that and the fact that you do it daily is incredible because I think that's something that we all aspire to think about daily and maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't, but it is, it is absolutely key, especially for, for people who, who are very outward facing, like, you know, mm-hmm. doing socially impactful work outside of ourselves. So, yeah, it's funny. Cause I had this conversation about introverts and extroverts mm-hmm. and I'm, I fall in between them and Robert. And actually, when I tell people that, they're like, well, what? You're a total extrovert. You have so much energy and you're always loud and you, you want to have fun with people. And I say, it's, you know, that's because at night I take the time to just like recover from the day. Um, a lot of social gatherings give me a lot of anxiety. And it, that's why Raw House was really interesting because it was literally a room full of people I don't know. But that's the kind of we say it's for introverts because it's not a networking event it's somewhere where you come to just explore and learn and we want to introduce you to people we make it a very friendly environment and that's what i think gives me energy at the end of the day i'm after those events i'm exhausted but i go home and i just close the door and just like relax, like watch a show, whatever it is, just do something for myself because I need that recovery period. Um, And that actually, I just learned through experience. It was like, why am I so exhausted? Why am I doing this? It's like, oh, well, maybe because I need to refuel myself. Um, And some people are just extremely extroverted. Some people are extremely introverted. Um, I just happen to fall in the middle. And I think a lot of that exudes when I communicate with people because I kind of have variety group of friends and and networks and uh, groups of people that I talk to and and that will shift depending on the way that I vo- tell them that is is going to shift because they understand and want to hear a certain way so take the time to understand what you need for yourself and what you want to give So we're going to take time now for a break. When we come back, we're going to turn the tables a little bit. And Amy's going to interview me because she's got some questions. We'll be right back. 
If you're a business decision maker, you should listen to this. The show you're listening to is produced by Mouth Media Network, a podcasting network focused on the business of lifestyle. Because of our team's background and deep connections with brands, influencers, and ecosystems, we offer a tremendous opportunity to bring your company's message and products in front of decision makers from several verticals, including fashion, beauty, travel, materials and textiles, health and fitness, and lifestyle. Reach out to the Mouth Media team now at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Let's explore how we can collaborate and make Mouth Media Network a meaningful resource to share your message and grow your business. Again, that's podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Welcome back to the Amy Jung Show. (laughs) I mean, all possibilities. Well, thank you for uh, giving me my own show. Yeah, why not? (laughs) So, Amy, what questions do you have for me? Oh, so many. Um, So first, I think just from context, I'm really honored to be here because I got to kind of have this reading really early on in your own journey. And I had no expectations. I had no idea what was going to happen. And sitting with you, I had never met you. You did the reading. And the first time we ever met was uh, when you were doing the reading for me. And so... Since then, you've grown exponentially. You have a podcast now. Your, uh, your your blog, everything has been incredible, and it, it's been such a pleasure just watching that growth for you. Thank you. Um, so the question I have is: uh, There's a lot of conversation about intuition, and you say in your previous podcast that intuition is a muscle. So what are some of the practices or some of the exercises you can do to increase your intuition memory, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you say? Yeah. So intuition is, as you say, like it's definitely a muscle and it is, it is something that I believe comes with intention like if if you intentionally want to strengthen your intuition, you can. It's sort of like once the belief is there and then all of these opportunities will come up. It's almost like when you look for ways to learn something, you might find a book, a friend might introduce you to something, you might see a Facebook ad, all of that will come up. For me, I found there there's a couple ways um, for me to to really tune into myself. One is I think if you're an introvert, you're kind of naturally maybe more open to uh, being with your own thoughts and being with your own self. So I felt like the, the number of years that I've had being an introvert um, ha- helped me become very comfortable with being in my head. Um, another is creativity. And I think this is sort of where it connects with with your work, with art and design, is that I think a lot of artists, musicians, um, anyone creative has to have a muscle that they've strengthened over time, whether that's in knowing when the inspiration strikes and knowing, oh, I need my, you know, I need my oil paints or I need to, you know, write this tune down 
or, um, you know, poetry, like having, being able to connect with something. And I think a lot of art is channeled or a lot of art is, you know, we're, we're getting it from somewhere. Um, and, and our ability to be open to it in that moment, wherever we are, even if we're on the subway or about to go to sleep, to be able to connect and then create something with it. Mm-hmm. So, so I find that, you know, if, if anyone has a, a favorite creative activity that they like to do for me, it's singing, um, to, to really spend the time to do it. Uh, it, it, it will open your mind and your most importantly, your heart up to those types of, um, impulses. So that's another one. Uh, for me, meditation also, uh, really quieting the mind and, and purposefully, um, learning different types of meditation too. So whether it's mindfulness meditation, to be able to look at your thoughts without judgment, um, uh, there's so many different forms of meditation out there that my recommendation is just to explore all the different types and find the one that works for you. Mm. And one more thing, which I think really helped me to kind of connect with intuition to the point where it's almost like psychic channeling is something called inspired writing. And that's when I would, it's kind of like a, journal or a diary, but not quite. Um, Before I would go to bed, I would have a journal and I would pose a question kind of like, dear universe, um, what, what advice do you have for me in this situation? Or how can I relate to my boss or relate to my uh, boyfriend or whatever in, in, in a way that is compassionate, whatever the question may be. And then I would quiet my mind, meditate, And I think everyone naturally can start, can connect and start writing kind of from your highest self. And those words will come out in a way that kind of sounds like you, but it's like the best version of you. And the more I did that every night, first I would go to sleep feeling whole and complete, which is a beautiful thing. Like to go to sleep angry or upset or worried about the next day is just, you know, mm-hmm. not, not worth it. Um, and the more I did it, the more, the more I honed that muscle to the point where I would then start writing pages and pages of, of information. And all of that data is there. I would actually look back at, you know, my journal from 2012, and see the types of questions I asked. And I'm like, oh, like really I asked those <laughs> types of questions. And also see some of the the knowing that was there. And I, I specifically remember one passage saying, your life is going to be unlike what you could have imagined. Mm-hmm. And this was before I really became intuitive and started doing this business and being out in the, the spiritual world. And, and so it's, it's kind of tying back to what you had talked about, like data and seeing that track record, it is actually very beautiful to be able to track all the intuitive messages and, um, gifts that we've received, 
um, just to just to see our own growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to go back to the part that you talk about design and creativity, because the design, the creative industry, as I mentioned, is emerging. It's still new and it's being solidified because prior to that, people kind of thought it was intuitive, right? It was, oh, well, this color looks good, right? Mm -hmm. And how, because back then we couldn't collect as much data as we can now, we were saying, okay, well, we we don't know how to back it up. And that's actually the problem we have in the industry, which is how do you measure design impact when it's so much qualitative data? Mm-hmm. And kind of the conversation you just had was, I have all these writings. And how does that translate? Because I'll say, oh, well, I had this writing that I wrote a while ago, and I, I reflect back on it. So, well, it's very applicable to what's happening now. But that that connection that you made is very personal for yourself. So how do you actually scale that data for you, for what you're doing? Um, how, how are you collecting? How do you see data being collected in the future for this type of uh, topic? It's an interesting topic because I think that's where the magic can be, like where things that don't necessarily go together, like data visualization and spiritual information. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And what could that illuminate that we may not understand right now? Kind of like the in diving deep and exploring it, we then understand more about this information or or how it connects with people or how it connects with, you know, everyone in the world. So one one idea that I had was, you know, I have all these purpose readings, each of them six pages long and just thousands and thousands of words. And I have far more pages than I like have time to really look through. And each one of them, I think, can be codified to, to the, the client and, and kind of match moments where it you know, hits them emotionally at the core or the metaphor and the imagery relates to some timeline in their lives. And as I was thinking about this, I like I could, whenever I do these readings, I now imagine this whole kind of 3D map, kind of like this webbed network map mm-hmm. that corresponds to someone's life timeline. Mm-hmm. And the information like on a word by word level that comes out or a like a phrase level that comes out and how can you map it and then how can you then you know get everyone else's readings mm-hmm. that in maybe in some way relate to one another um i find that people of similar purposes tend to be the best of friends or there's mm-hmm. a reason that one spouse is with another because their purposes are interrelated in some way mm-hmm. so there, there really could be a whole universe of understanding that could come from combining data visualization and uh, intuitive or spiritual information. Mm, very interesting. I'm going to grab the mic back from you, Amy, <laughs> and, um, and give you this opportunity to share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you and how they can learn more about what you're up to. 
Absolutely. So um, we always welcome the listeners, everyone, to join us for the Raw House events. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, at Raw, R-A-W underscore H-A-U-S, Raw House. And our website is raw-haus.co for up-to-dates on events. For myself, I'm always open. Please feel free to email me, amy at sharedrealities.co. I'm happy to have more conversations. Thank you for the podcast. <laughs> so we want to offer all the listeners a free ticket to one of our events. And you can use the promo code ALLPOSS, L-A-L-L-P-O-S-S, for a comp ticket. Okay. Well, Amy, it was such a pleasure to have you on our show and for sharing your journey and your purpose reading experience with all of us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. To, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. And I invite you to explore or learn something new. Explore a field that you may not have thought would relate to you. Maybe it's data visualization. Maybe it's something else. But have that beginner's mind. Until then, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.